Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ask Division Podcast. On this episode, I'm incredibly excited to have Clark Reynolds. Now, I first saw Clark on, well, actually, my dad saw him on Sky News talking about his artwork, but it's just not any ordinary artwork. Clark is, 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 is blind and he says he wants to be the next blind Picasso. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind the last week, um, but I've worked hard to get to this point and to chat to people like yourself. I'm, I'm really grateful. Just, um, just take me back a little bit from, you know, when you were a, a child growing up and, you know, because you weren't, you, you weren't fully, um, blind were you visually impaired when you, when you were born. So I was, um, I lost my sight in my right eye from the age of four to six. Um, I used to go to hospital every four weeks, have the patches, have the drops, uh, but there was nothing they could do. Uh, but I, it never occurred to me that I was blind, uh, because obviously it, it didn't bother me. I wore the glasses, uh, bumped into a lot of door frames, and uh, you know, uh, judging distances was hard. But, um, I'm, when I was lucky enough, my school took me to a gallery called Aspects. Uh, at six years old, and I grew up in a council flat, no no culture in my life, um, and I knew going into that building, I knew that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, is to be a professional artist, and it did save my life, you know, obviously we talk about sight loss, but my social standing, uh, and growing up in a council flat, unfortunately, the majority of my friends now, or even my sibling, who passed away five years ago, they turned to drugs, prison, substance abuse. And because I found art, because I found an outlet, it saved my life. It, it made me who I am today. So no matter the sight loss in my later life, if it wasn't for finding art at six years old, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Wow. That's such, like, I know people knock about the inspiration word a lot, but that is really inspiring to hear. And I think, you know, I, I also grew up on a council estate and you know and and it almost drives you doesn't it um to i don't know just just to follow your passion more and be because there's such a stereotype isn't there and i guess in your circumstance you wanted to push that even more i did you know i, I mean i grown up you know you were told that you lived in that kind of space you were either going to end up cleaning or stacking shelves um, and I wanted to better myself. So, <laughs> ironically, I left school at 14 because I had bad kidneys. Um, so, I'm a fighter, so I got back into education, uh, got my degree, uh, got a degree in model making. Because no one's taught me how to paint and draw. That's always come from the heart. And I thought, being savvy, I thought if I get a skill base behind me, that way I can do all the crazy stuff when I'm, uh, you know, when I have the, you know, the, the time. And um, so, I got my degree. Took me ten years to get a job, so I did the stacking shelves, um, and I, I got a job as a dental model maker. Uh, loved my job; it was really interesting work. And wow. then, and then, I, and then I started to lose my sight in the other eye. I was like, "Oh, give me a break! Come on!" But it's made me a better person, losing my sight, and also a better artist. Um, I can't change the fact that I'm going blind, so I embrace blindness. I love being blind. Because 
I'm doing, I'm at this age now where I could be that role model, be on TV. Now, let's start changing perceptions of what a blind person can do in the creative industry. Yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. I'm, I, I turned 40 this year and obviously I have a physical disability, but I, like, I'm, I'm like you now where I feel that I can be a positive change for especially younger people with disabilities who are, who are growing up in the same situation. What did, what did your parents think of you, of your, your passion for art? That, that's a strange one because uh, my, my dad is um, ex-Navy, but obviously uh, my mum sl- split with him f- a very long time ago, you know, when I was a, you know, really young. Um, my dad is just starting to come round to the fact that his son's an artist, uh, that Navy mentality. So that's, you know... He doesn't share much, but I think deep down he starts to be very proud of what I've achieved over this last couple of years. Um, and but but my my biggest fan is my nan. You know, my nan is eighty six. She's a she's a, she's amazing. She always um, has always been there, and uh, she's so proud of me. And she lives up the road as well. I phone her at least every other day if I can. And um, yeah, and all the people. So she lives in one of these um, these residential housing. Um, and all her neighbours keep knocking on the door and saying, oh, I've seen your grandson on the news. Isn't it wonderful? So she's, she has that kind of like stardom because her grandson is doing so well, So which is fantastic. Uh, it's always the nans, isn't it? The grandmas that are, uh, that, are, that are the biggest, I tend to find the biggest fans. But tell me, because I, I, I watched your interview and uh, I've watched a lot of your interviews on television just recently. Just tell tell my viewers and listeners um, how you because for 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 someone who didn't know you, they were like, "Well, if he's blind, how can he how can he just begin to paint or draw?" So tell tell me how that works for you, and you know how how it how you achieve it. Again, we're breaking down that misconceptions of what blindness is. So seven percent of blind people see complete darkness, right? So 93% of people that are visually impaired or registered severely sight impaired, we see. It's like, there's a spectrum, right? And the best way to describe it for me is it's like looking underwater. So sometimes I see some detail, sometimes there's shade, sometimes there's darkness, and every day is a new day for me. Um, so today is quite bright. So when I go out there and, the, and that low winter sun hits my eyes, my eyes will go black because I can't take that light and transform it into imagery and colour. And I work in colour. I love colour, you know, and I have memory of colour. We don't see with our eyes, we see with our brain. The eyes are just a vessel. So over the last three years, as all that kind of weird information is coming through my eyes, I've been trying to train my brain to ignore it and to rely on my memory. So I know what pink looks like. I know what red looks like and green. But it doesn't, it cha- it's changed. It completely is not what I remember it to be. So I have to rely, be strong and say, wait, I'm working with yellow today. It's yellow. But I know that it, through my eyes, it's completely not existent anymore. And I work in Braille. I'm the first Braille artist in the UK, I think. And if you don't, so basically I'm a Braille typographer. So I take that small dot and make it big, give it, awareness because brow is not meant to be seen and i play with color and i've created a color coded system for braille 
so that sighted people can learn Braille through colour association. Because Braille is just a pattern. So when you wow. blow it up, it becomes very distinctive. And then by giving it colour, that brain for a sighted person will start to remember it. Just as we go through society learning what logos are. You know, our brain sees colour first before it sees a letter. So when you see my artwork, it, it, wouldn't, it looks very graphic, very pop-arty. But the, it, every piece is a story. And so the old saying goes, every painting tells a thousand words. Mine literally does. Yeah. What, what's, been the, what's been the feedback from um, the visually impaired and blind communities? Like, what, 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 what feedback have you had since you've been doing this, especially in the press lately? I, I think for me, I mean, it's a really weird, and unless you actually hang around with blind people, we don't actually congregate as a as a group, if that makes sense. Um, so strangers have yeah. uh, been contacting me uh, saying, oh, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. But I have my muse. So I have a, a young girl called Etta. I did a brow trowel um, at Victoria's Festival a couple of years ago. And at a sea of 50,000 people, um, I'm in my bright and uh, my brow suit. I'm hand out the maps of brow trowel, and I bump into this young girl who's five years old, and she said to her dad, "Daddy, can I touch your your uh, the man's suit?" And I go, "Of course." So I got my knees and touching. Then um, the dad said to Etta, "Why do you want to touch the man's suit?" And Etta goes, "Because I'm blind, Daddy." <laughs> and we had the amazing conversation, and she comes to all my uh, my close events, and uh, she, yeah, it's brilliant because. I want to change her perception of what a blind person can do, of what society tells us not we can't do. You know, the physically thing we can't do as a blind person is drive, right? Because it's illegal. I can still drive, yeah. but I just get, you know, probably get arrested. But we can do everything else. Get we arrested, can even yeah. fly planes, <laughs> apparently. You know, I know. But you know what I mean? Society wow. tells us, like, oh, you're blind. Oh, you have to go stay indoors and have a nine to five routine. You can't do this. You can't do that. We can do whatever we want, you know, and, let, and we, we can. So for that young generation of vision impaired children growing up, they see me doing what I'm doing now, but they can say, hang on a minute. I want to dream. I want to be uh, a, vet, a veterinarian or I want to be a doctor. Do it. I, th- I think that's so important, especially in young people like that as well to to encourage them from a young age if they have got an impairment that you know anything is achievable really especially in today's world we're in the 21st century now aren't we you know i don't think anything is out of bounds really and you're really showing that but tell me what a braille trail is ah so right so Around the, around the festival, well, we've done it a couple of times. We, I leave uh, a big braille um, dots that's uh, a, a single letter. And the idea is with the map is people go around to try to figure out. It's like a big anagram, but they have to find all the, the clues or, or the, the letters. And then they learn wow. braille and then they explore. Obviously, we did it at Victoria's. We've done other events. So you kind of get out and about learning braille. And, uh, yeah, it's first of its kind again, breaking down barriers, breaking down boundaries. Um and obviously, we just launched first time in the UK. I don't know if there's any ever, any other tower in the UK. So I'm from Portsmouth, and we've got the Spinnaker Tower, which overlooks um, 23 miles of you know scenery and stuff. And last week on World Braille Day with my Seekers team, we launched the first ever Braille Rail. 
So you go to the spinnaker thinking you're going to look out to the to the vast ocean and the Isle of Wight, Gosport, but you physically in front of you it, in the rail in my, in Braille it describes the vista, but not like there's Isle of Wight or there's Gosport. It's an emotional response, so it's almost like poetic writing. So you you get a, a creative image within within the words, and uh, so there, that's just launched as well. That's really cool, isn't it? And you've got you've got um you've got you've got a gallery, haven't you? In the that, that's coming up uh, an exhibition in London. Yes. So I've worked hard. You know, I've had I've had a few solo exhibitions last year, three at three prestigious galleries. And the one at Aspects, you know, the gallery that I was inspired at six years old, I had, actually had my first contemporary exhibition at Aspects, yeah. uh, which is amazing. But wow. the Mecca, any, for any artist, the Mecca is to have that solo show in London because you're seen as a professional if you're exhibiting at London. And Qantas Gallery are amazing. I'm not a tick box exercise, you know, I'm not a fad. Oh, let's jump on board a blind artist or a deaf artist or neurodivert artist. I'm there on merit. and, and Qantas is going to, you need connections and Qantas is going to help me build me as a brand. So when people are talking about dot artists in the future, they won't be just talking about Damien Hurst. They were talking about Clark Reynolds because I want to be as big as Damien Hurst because why can't I? Why can't I, you know, the, the passion I've got for art and, 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 and you know, share it with the world, you know? It's that having an exhibition in London is going to change my life. and. I don't even know as well. So I've got a, a, a nine-year-old uh, daughter who has mild cerebral palsy and hypermobility. So sometimes she's in a wheelchair. Wow. And, I, you know, I'm a role model for her. Yeah, I'm a role model for her. And for me, I'm doing this as well because I we're in a situation where we're not in a safe, secure environment for my daughter. She can't get downstairs. So as a blind dad, I'm carrying my daughter downstairs. You know, so for me, I'm hoping wow. this time next year, with all this publicity, that I will have a safe environment for my daughter to start to flourish. You know, and that's a big thing for me. You know, it, yeah, it's upsetting that's because incredible. Wow, I had a job, I lost my job, and now I've literally just come off benefits. I've literally come off benefits right, after six years because Qantas has given me this opportunity. You know, and art changes lives. I mean, the exhibition is called The Power of Touch. And we've just spoke about the power of art transcends just, you know, I'm so passionate about what I do and why I do it now. God, you just, just you just get more amazing by the second. What, um, how do you think disabilities changed over the, you know, perceptions towards disabilities changed over the, um, past few years and obviously that drives you doesn't it i can see that you know just listening to you yeah i i think having the word disability i mean you understand yourself I mean, some people like the word disability i don't i think it puts i think it's like a 50s 60s political word that's put barriers up now you know I've, it's a big campaign it's called taking the dis right you take that dis away you become able yeah. you become ability you know mm. I think the words we should be using now is difference. We're all different. You know, we're different. So I, I embrace the word blindness yeah. because I can't change that and I like that. But I hate the word disability. It, it, it does great on me that the word disability and then you speak to someone, oh, and they feel sorry for you. And I don't want to be feel, felt sorry for, 
I just need a little bit more support and let me do the rest, you know, like yourself. You just need a little bit more support yeah. and then you will flourish. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right because I've always had this gripe with the word disability as well because disabled to me means switched off. But then some people I speak to, they're like, well, we love the word disability because we're embracing it and this is it. And I'm just like, no, it's not. It's it's, it's really not. <laughs> but obviously, you know, and I see, I'm, say I'm a brand artist and I get a lot of purists uh, do not like what I do, i.e. The, the people that are uh, at a certain age and talk brown at a certain thing. And what I'm trying to do with brown is to bring it into the 21st century. Brown doesn't have to be that small dot. It's like you speed read, I can speed touch. Now, why isn't Braille on every toilet going? Why is it, and why is it not on the hand, by the handle? And it could be big letters, you know, big dots. You know, so I can put my hand out and know that's a male, female, unisex or disabled toilet, you know? Mm. And, and what really wakes me up is you see Braille on toilets, especially in hospitals, right? But it's up there where the sign is. Whether the male's picture sign or the female picture sign. Now, what blind child puts their hand up that high? They don't do that, do they? Mm. They want to have their independence, so let them no. have their independence. The braille should be by the handle. It's um, it's like I think, I think I heard you say something about lifts as well. Like why, why the, why is the braille so small? It's just like it, it should be as in as as at the same size as the other button that able-bodied people use or people who can see use you're right you're right it, it's you know so for me i don't use that small dot so even in the the spinnaker tower the braille is made out of screws so at about one centimeter in diameter and it can still be read as braille wow. but it has that visual impact you know just like a typographer uses that letter as a visual impact so i'm using the dot as a visual impact you know and it's endless it's endless what I can do because no one's done it before. What's your What's your passion for the next? I know people say, oh, "What What's What's your goal for the next five years?" But what What is where Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I I, I see myself uh, being a Tate Modern, exhibiting at Tate Modern. You know, I, I've already got ideas for some amazing stuff that I could do in the turbine room, get people engaged with my art. Um, ironically. I want to be famous because I want to be on shows like Strictly Come Dancing, right? I want. To, why can't an artist sit on Graham Norton's show on the couch and talk about his exhibition, his passion? Why not? Why can't you have famous chefs doing it? You have comedians doing it. Why can't an artist do it? Yeah. So you know that. I I agree. Why not? I start I breaking down barriers of what an artist can be, that rock star artist. So. Yeah, that's that's my plan. Obviously, the biggest one is to is to have that safe environment, that that first house for my for my daughter to to flourish. That's the big one. That's a really beautiful vision, isn't it? And you know, and, and when I saw your interview on um, on Sky, I was just we were all here, really, kind of blown away, really, not just by the fact that you, you you're an artist and you're blind, but just your attitude towards life. And I think a lot of people could, can take example from that, you know, and I, re I really do. I, I believe in it. So as well as they are, and I think you should push for being on whatever show you want and 
just just to push that message of positivity because you've got it. I know a lot of blind people do suffer from depression, and you know that's that's the nature of the course. Uh, but because I found art, I never I never think about losing my sight. You know, because I'm, I'm that creative person. I may be 41, but as an artist, we have the ability to never grow old. Uh, we can we always half our age. So I'm 20 years old. Uh, but f- I f- feel one forty-one. If that makes sense, <laughs> my bo- my bones are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm with uh, you on that one. <laughs> I am running the London Marathon. I, 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 I'm running the London Marathon this year in April for Vision no Foundation. No way. So if any of your yeah, any of your listeners want to sponsor me, I'll be more than happy to have some sponsorship. You know, uh, I'm hopefully going to run around with my talking guide dog. Which I have, to, I have my own podcast called Art in Sight, which I talk about art. Um, so we're going to podcast our way around, hopefully. So tell me if people watching now wanted to sponsor you, how do we do it? I suppose I just send you the link over and it would, it would appear on your, somewhere on your podcast. I think that's probably the easiest yeah. way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Send me the link and we'll put it, we'll put it on screen and, um, yeah, if if uh, please help Clark out because he's he's on an an incredible mission. He's a lovely, lovely guy, and I hope I genuinely hope we stay in touch. You know, because you, 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 God, you've you've inspired me today. <laughs> do, do you um, do you do any painting yourself? <laughs> do you know what I have? I've tried, and I've tried with digital art, but I just like. I, I think to myself, oh, oh, <laughs> this must be really funny. I want to draw, I, I want to draw a horse, but the ears and the, the head always get kind of distorted and too big. And I just, I'd see all these mouth painters as well and foot painters and blind painters and artists and like yourself. But I just, yeah, I would love to get into it. Um, but obviously at the moment I'm, uh, with Astavision and growing that and like you, I've got a mission with it, but yeah, maybe, maybe I can hang out with you one day and we can, we can paint together. <laughs> Definitely. They, well, you've chosen the hardest subject ever. So they say, if you can draw a horse, you can draw <laughs> every, anything you want because a horse structurally, oh, really? compositionally does not compare Really, yeah. So they say you can draw a horse, you can draw everything. So you, you've chosen the hardest part, hardest animal to start drawing, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the beauty of art. No, I'll, I'll let, well, I tell you, it, it's your. It, it's come from. It should come from your heart. Yeah, come from your heart. Don't worry about yeah. your head thinking, "My God, that looks awful." Right? Because everyone can draw, and even if you're just sitting there doing a doodle and not really, you're in a phone call, just doodling away. That's that's drawing. I'm going to definitely have a go at that and we'll bring the cameras down to you, to you one day and, and film with you. But it, before we go, if you were going to give um, yeah. advice to a young person who had lost the sight, what would that advice be? Follow your dreams, follow your passion, no matter where it leads, you know, you'll find something, you know, especially in the world of digital age, you know, there's, there's loads of stimuli out there beyond the, the visual and there's something we're grasping. You'd be thinking, hang on a minute, I could do that. And then, you know, push through. I mean, uh, there's other stories that, you know, I mean, I played uh, professional vision pair cricket for Hampshire and Sussex 
for four years. I was opening batsman. You know, I won the T20 finals in 2019. You know, there's so many vision pair yeah. sports out there and they're, they're really cool. So much fun. So much fun. I mean, just get yourself, just, you know, persuade. It's all down to the parents as well. Sometimes the parents are quite, they're scared their child will make mistakes or, mm. and they, or, and I think the, the idea is to change their perception as well. If they see someone like me doing something like this, they can say, hang on a minute, my, my vision paired son and daughter can do whatever they want. You know? So it, it always leads down to the parents as well. So let's change the parents. You know, because so it'd be a big shock, you know, if you, you were told that your your baby or it was vision impaired at a very young age, you know, it'd be devastated. You'd think, oh, my God, that's a, what what kind of world will my, my son and daughter live in? It should be scared. There'd be, you know, there's there's opportunities out there. It's funny you should say that because we, uh, I've got arthrogryposis and a lot of people write to either myself or my mum and dad and that have just had a baby born with arthrogryposis and they just completely don't know what to do and they're scared and we give advice, you know, and just say, Hey, it's not that bad. You know, life is great and, and it's, it's, it's a gift and anything can be achieved. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you, 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 that's great advice. What, what, if anyone wanted to come to your exhibition, tell me the details. It's called The Power of Touch. It's at Qantas Gallery. It's down Fashion Street, um, up by Shoreditch. Uh, it opens on the 12th of January and it runs to the 4th of February. Uh, more details can be found on Qantas Gallery's website of opening times and it's free. It can touch the art, you can explore the art, and I just want everyone to have fun and feel like that six-year-old again as they enter this exhibition. When you say touch the art and when you go to an art gallery, you usually can't touch a thing, can you? So that's 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 amazing in itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, big. it's going to be hard for people don't... You have to push them towards touching because, again, we're told not to touch in galleries, but yet in my gallery, well, in my exhibitions, um, you, you have to touch the art. Love it. Clark Reynolds, thank you so much for coming on Astavision and um, I wish you all the love and blessings and luck in the future and I hope we can stay in touch. Thank you so much and to all your listeners out there. Mm-hmm.